pray with me? Father, thank you for the anointing, your grace and your favor. Anoint these lips of clay. Let the spirit of understanding come upon your people. Let no one walk around in ignorance anymore. But let there be light. As I make sounds, you make sense. But anoint these lips of clay. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen and Amen. The title of my sermon this morning is, Speak to the Rock. Speak to the Rock. Numbers chapter 20 and verse 2, please. They're walking through the wilderness. And there is, God is working His system. He's teaching the people about how to operate in His kingdom system. They come from bondage. They come from, they come from their little village and oppression for 420 years. And God pulls them out of that place. He sends Moses, the deliverer. And he says, let my people go from this demonic system that you're keeping them in, that they've been broke and depressed. And he brings them out. They walk through the, they go through the first baptism, which they walk through the water, which they also got baptized. And so they go through the sea. And when they get to the other side, God gives them the Ten Commandments. Uh, This is in the wilderness. And uh, he teaches them the new system. He says, you are my children. This is, uh, I I, I bore you on eagle's wings to bring you to myself. So the children now begin to believe in Moses and they sing the power and the hand of God upon their lives. And every time they needed something, God would supply it. So uh, the first time they needed water, God speaks to, to Moses. He says, Moses, take the anointing that's in your hand and strike the rock and water comes out. But the people are a bunch of murmurs and complainers. I'm so glad they, they're not here in Kingdom Life Embassy. And so as they're walking through the wilderness, God is giving them quail. And the scripture asks, like, even like, you know, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? God sent them Kentucky Fried Chicken for a whole month. I mean, they ate and they drank whatever they needed. But they complained all the way. So Moses, in his frustration, God has prepared this man for his, it's 80 years. He's 80 years old, coming into his destiny. But the people that is, that is leading the congregation, they're a bunch of murmurs and complainers. And so Moses, in his frustration, the people don't have water again. He's got, he goes before God, and God says, Moses, I now need you to switch Systems. Everybody say switch systems. There's a difference between seeing the kingdom and entering the kingdom. Please hear this this morning. The most important message you would ever hear is this morning. Moses comes out of bondage. God brought them out of a system to take them into a new system but they could not make the change of the two million people adults that came out only two went in of the original two million because they could not switch systems you must pay attention this morning because All of your life and your children's life depend upon the fact that you need to switch systems and understand what I'm talking about this morning. The most important message today of your life, speak to the rock. Now there was no water for the congregation, so they gathered together against Moses and Aaron. And the people contended with Moses and spoke saying, If only we had died when our brethren died before the Lord. They are a bunch of, I mean, they've seen the miracles. They've seen the power of God, the 10 plagues, and they're still complaining. God takes complaining seriously. And I want you to know that today. Why have you brought up the assembly of the Lord into this wilderness? That we and our animals should die here. So God didn't really want us to die by Pharaoh. He had no graves for us. So he rather sent you. To bring us out so that we can die in this wilderness instead. And why have you made us come up out of Egypt to bring us to this evil place? When God takes you through a wilderness, it's not an evil place. It's preparation for your destiny. It is not a place of grain or figs or vines or pomegranates. No, is there any water to drink? I mean, it's like 
you, you said that, you know, the promised land has got milk and honey. I mean, where's my stuff? You'll stay in the wilderness. When God brings you out, He takes you through to take you in. You can't bypass the wilderness. So an 11-day journey turns into a 40-year wilderness experience. Because they couldn't switch systems. So Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the door of the tabernacle of the meeting. And they fell on their faces and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Take the rod, you and your brother Aaron, gather the congregation. This time, Moses, speak to the rock before their eyes. Teach them that the anointing is not just on you with a rod. Everybody has got a voice. I'm teaching you a new system. That if you show them the system, they can also get the results like you get the results. Speak to the rock before their eyes and it will yield its water. Thus you shall bring water for them out of the rock and give drink to the congregation and their animals. Show them my system. Show them how the world was created. Let them know how I work. Let them know what is important before me because they can't stay in the wilderness. They need to enter into the promised land. So Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock and he said to them, Here now, listen to Moses' anger. You rebels! I'm so glad there's no one like that in this church. Must we? Look at the focus. It's all on Moses. It's all on one man. That's why you've got a problem with religion. Religion raises a man for the organization. The kingdom raises an organization of leaders. I say it again. Religion will find a leader for the organization. The kingdom is raising an, as an organization of leaders. That means we all get to speak. We all got something to say. Must we bring water for you out of this rock? Out of his anger, then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod and water came out abundantly and the congregation and the animals drank. The need was met and God did it for the sake of the people. But the man who, imp who, who violated God, God said, listen to this. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, because you did not believe me, To hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore, you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. This was the water of Meribah because the children of Israel contended with the Lord as he was hallowed among them. Pick up verse or Deuteronomy chapter 32, please, verse 48. Moses is given a system and he violates the system. Look what the Lord says. There's a difference between seeing the kingdom and entering it. Then the Lord spoke to Moses that very same day saying, Go up this mountain of Abiram, Mount Nebo, which is in the land of Moab, across from, the, from Jericho. View the land of Canaan. See it. Which I give to the children of Israel as a possession. And die on the mountain which you ascend. And be gathered to your people. Just as Aaron your brother died on Mount Hor. And was gathered to his people. Because you trespassed against me among the children of Israel. At the waters of Meribah Kedesh. In the wilderness of Zin. Because you did not hallow me in the midst of the children of Israel. Listen, now watch now. Yet you shall see the land before you. Though you shall not go there. You're not going to enter into the kingdom. Into the land which I'm giving to the children of Israel. That lets you know there's a difference between seeing the kingdom and entering the kingdom. And if you get the system wrong, you'll cry your whole life in the wilderness, never getting the possessions and the things that God has got for you and your family. 
I say it one more time. Most have switched kingdoms. Few have switched systems. Because it means that something has got to happen inside of me if I'm ever going to switch systems. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 1. Pay attention. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, the Red Sea. All were baptized. You must get baptized. All were baptized into the message. Into Moses, in the cloud, and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food. Tell me who's feeding you, and I'll tell you where you're going to. And all drank the same spiritual drink. We must all be baptized in the Holy Ghost. For they drank of that what? Spiritual what? The spiritual rock that followed them. And the rock was who? So the rock is Christ. It's the anointing. So God is switching systems and He's telling you that when you speak to the rock, whatever, if you get the system right, you'll find water or the anointing or the power of God flow to you and your family. Everybody shout one more time. Switch systems. Number five. Next verse. But with most of them, God was not well pleased for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Lift your hands and say one more time. It shall not be so amongst us. Say it loud. Say it shall not be so amongst us. Not you, not your children, not your marriage, not your future. You will not be found scattered in the wilderness. You're going to switch systems. Everybody shout a hallelujah in this house. Now these things, now listen to the scripture. These things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. So he's helping us to switch systems. So he's saying then, if you ever going to come into the kingdom and enter into the kingdom, it's more than being water baptized. It is something about you understanding the power of your words and what you speak. And so Christ is not just the rock of your salvation and the rock on which you stand. Christ, Jesus Christ, Christ is not his surname. Christ means the anointed one and his anointing. That means the power of God is available for you and your family when you get in alignment with the word of God and you can agree with God, then water begins to flow from that rock. The anointing was with him all along. That rock was Christ. The anointing is here. And the one thing about sons in the house of God, there's something about their speech. They look different because of what they say. They're different because of the words that comes from their mouths. Hmm. Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27. What is the anointing? It shall come to pass in that day that this burden shall be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck. That's the devil all his wickedness, your depression, the lack in your home, whatever you need, that burden on your shoulder. Don't know which way to go. Fearful, anxious, no. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing well. So anybody who's got the anointing will always be Satan's master. You will always rule over him. Because you have the anointing. Because the devil has got no answer for the anointing. And anytime you need a breakthrough and an answer, don't know which way to go, crossroads in your life, uh, family, finances and relationships, there's something about being a son of God that makes you so powerful that when you speak, things must happen today. 
The Bible says of Samuel that God let none of his words fall to the ground. It means it reaches its target. So when you're looking at for a real son of God and somebody who switched systems, there's something that is unique about them. There's something that distinguishes them. There's something that separates them from the crowd. It's their words. Is that when they speak, something must happen. You watch somebody who's a baby Christian. You know, babies just, I mean, they cry for all kinds of stuff. They say all kinds. They can't sit still. You're not expecting them to. It's a baby. And here's the thing, what you discovered about babies that, you know, after three, four years, if they're not speaking right, they don't go look at their vocal cords. They test their ears. The question is, what have you been listening to? Because it's affecting your speech. I'm just letting you know that it is how, whose messages are you getting? How are you living? Because I can tell you exactly by the speech that you're giving that you are listening to the wrong people. And matured people, sons of God, begin to understand that their words count. It means that let my yes be yes and my no be no. I don't speak anything else perverse because I'm a son of God. I understand Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, please. If you can put that up. I feel like preaching here this morning, but I need to bring it into you. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So, faith, you're hoping for some stuff. Faith is the substance we use to get the things that we are hoping for. Because we understand in verse 3, please, it says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by what? By the word of God. That's why a son of God would never speak a perverse word. You would never find a son of God cursing somebody. They don't just say things, ah, you know, you, 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 you know, all, all those funny names and the things that people say. No, no, you won't find them saying that because they understand when they speak a word, they're expecting a result. They understand that we are locked up in a word world. You are locked up in a word world. You don't have a choice. Uh, your, 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 your words uh, are creating the problem for your life. Uh, and if you don't fix the words in your life, uh, your life will never come right uh, unless you begin to understand the power of what you are saying. It's messing up your destiny because you don't have a choice. Uh, let me say this one more time for somebody who never heard me. You are trapped. We are trapped in a word world. Now, if you never fix your words, your world will never come right. The trouble you're in is because of the words that you have spoken. Proverbs, I think it's 18, it says, Death and life is not in the power of the devil. Death and life, read it, Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are not in the power of the devil. You keep blaming the devil. It's your tongue. It's your words. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Did I not announce to you two weeks, three weeks before that? I said, this will be the largest baptism this church has ever had thus far. And we baptized 90 people. Come on. And they're still coming. We're going to keep on speaking the word of God. Because your words carry power. I don't see any money. The Lord says, speak to the rock. Oh, I can't see healing in my body. The Lord says, speak to the rock. Oh, they said when there, there are not enough men around. Oh, go and speak to the rock. Come on, somebody. God can send you a husband all the way from Colorado. And God will rejoin things. And He will make things come together because of the power of the spoken word. Hmm. When you begin to understand when God deals with Moses in such a harsh way, God's not trying to be mean and show off His power. He's letting you know that the whole world was framed by words. You can't escape this world and create something else outside of words. Until you learn to use your words, you're going nowhere. The world you're living in is because of what you've spoken. Now let me say this to you. If your words have gotten into trouble, gotten you into trouble, your words can get you out of trouble. I'll wait for that to sink in. 
Because I always say, you know, I'm broke and this thing is never coming right. The Lord said, shut up. Because let the poor say, let the sick say, you were not supposed to say what you see. You were supposed to say what you want to see. Now give Jesus some praise, man. Come on. Psalms 33, verse 4 to 6. Psalms 33, 4 to 6. Work with me, team. Did I give that to you? Praise Jesus. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his work is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By, come on, read with me, please. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. Whatever God wanted, he spoke into me. In the beginning was the world, was, 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 let me start from the beginning again. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. Darkness on the face of the deep. And God said, it's so dark. God spoke words, let there be light. He spoke what was in him and it created her because God did nothing outside of words. Come on, somebody. I don't know who you've been listening to, but the words coming out of your mouth is messing with your destiny. When you find a true son of God, they're standing on the word of God and they're speaking it. I've announced it to each other. Your wedding is debt free. Now I can speak to you and you can say, well, okay, let's see what God will do. Or you could jump to your feet, man of God, and you could say, I believe. The biggest problem that you're having is that people don't believe. When, I, when there's a word for there's no other way you're going to get your world right except through words. And so I've got to work to fix my belief system that God's word works all the time and so that when I speak it I see results by today most people are not seeing the results and the power of the kingdom is because they mess up God's plan by speaking perverse words Matthew 12 and verse 37, please. Please read with me. For by your words, you'll be justified. And by your words, you'll be condemned. The power of God or the water that needs to flow or the anointing we speak about only responds, only responds to the word of God spoken. Psalms 103, please. Verse 19. The Lord has established His throne in heaven and His kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you His angels, who excel in strength, who do His word. So, you know, at least you've got at least two angels next to you. They accompany you wherever you go because you're born again, you're a child of God and you've got angels that must accompany you. The angels are there to serve you. They are ministers of the gospel. They're there to fetch in your money. They're there to deal with anything stubborn in your life. They're there to protect you. You've got angels, at least two. They get their assignment by the words that you speak. Every time you take, no, not your own words. I'm talking about the word of God. Because this one, it says, bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do whose word? His word. So if I speak his word, the angels are dispatched. Not my word. When you speak the word of God, the same power that comes from you is like it came from God. Angels are waiting for somebody to put voice to the word of God. 
Some of you are dealing with very, very dusty angels. They've had no work to do because all you do is speak your own words and, and perverse words. So the angel says like, can you please give me some work to do? Can you please send me to, into the harvest fields? I will go and prepare people. I can go and I, I pray for them. It's, it's found in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14. Are they not ministers of the gospel? You've got angels. That's why when you say Psalm 91, you're not saying just a nice recitation. That's not a, that's not a little poem. That's the power of God that the angels have been waiting for because they feed on what you say and then they go into the crash and then they go into the school and then they go on the road and even though the rain is coming you are protected, you are preserved and instead of hitting your foot against the stone you will not stumble, you will not fall because God has given His angels charge over you but you must Speak the word. Everybody shout it one more time. Say, speak to the rock. Matthew chapter 8 verse 23. Now when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tempest arose in the sea. So the boat was covered with waves, but he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him and said to him, Lord, save us, we are perishing. But he said to them, Why are you fearful? Oh, you of... Come on, you can have no faith. You can have little faith. You can have strong faith. You can grow your faith to the level that you want. All depending upon what you believe. Watch how he deals with the belief system. He says, Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea and there was a great calm so the men marveled saying who can this be that when he speaks even the winds and the sea obey him that even the weather patterns have got to shift based upon what you say that you can command things Put that up in the King James Version, please. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this? Not God Almighty. What manner of man is this? That man can actually control the waves, the sea. That when you speak, something must happen. It is a perverse thing. In fact, you are baby if when you speak and when that I tell you why the babies don't pray because they don't believe they've been speaking such perverse words that when it's time to pray you know God's not going to hear you you can't keep saying my feet are killing me I'm never going to make it my children are always going to be dumb you can't speak that and then you pray and say, Lord, I now I believe I receive. You come in here with all that unbelief. No, not you, the one behind you. But I mean, you come in here and you, you, you got all crazy in your world. You spoke it out of your... And now you're saying, well, I'm trusting God for the healing in my body. You better make sure that you actually believe what you're asking. The reason why people aren't receiving their miracle is because their belief system is wrong. They don't think that their words matter. Let me tell you that inside of you is the kingdom of God. And inside of that kingdom is the production center for everything that you need. The production center is the kingdom of God inside of you. And in there, you get, to put in, you get to put in the seed of the word of God. I'm preaching to you. It's dropping into your spirit. And what happens is for somebody who is a believer, that thing begins to grow. And it can grow overnight if you listen to me. If you listen to this apostle. Because the reason why the word is not growing in people is because their hearts are filled with unbelief. Because when I say it today, that, that we're in a season of the quickening, they walk out here saying, ah, what does this man think? Who does he think he is? What did you do? You just took the seed and you pulled it out and nothing's going to grow for you because your heart is hardened and anytime you come into the kingdom of God and your heart becomes to become tender and you say God I'm now you're going to help me with my unbelief and I'm not going to speak another perverse word I'm only going to say what you say and when you tell me to say it I'm going to say it and I'm going to learn your system because this is a production center and if I said something I'm expecting it to come to pass I'm not going to speak anything 
anything else unless God says it unless it's in his word I'm gonna shut my mouth because I'm not gonna pull out what God put in I have a word from my prophet this is the year of recompense this is the year of breakthrough you in the season where God is quickening things and you need to believe the word of your prophet what am I doing I'm training your spirit to produce for you whatever you need so that you can say by tomorrow this time oh someone's got to hear me you've got to hear the word of the prophet this morning your unbelief has gotten you into trouble because you think words don't matter but the whole earth was created by the word of God and that's why they're in trouble and that's why it's not working for you Jesus never spoke one perverse word he wouldn't he wouldn't because when he spoke the winds and the waves must obey there's a real concern for sons that when you speak I'm expecting something to happen why would I lay my hands on you? Why would I tell you that by tomorrow this time, there's breakthrough for everybody and one person only gets it? Shout, let it not be so amongst us. You're in the season of the quickening where God's making things happen. When I speak it to this morning, by this afternoon, I'm walking into that thing. The way God said it for my children, for my family, for my home. You need to shout amen in this church. Sons get to control the weather. Sons get to control their destiny. God said this to a man of God. He says, you do understand that I have the power to take your life. But I don't have the authority. I've given you the authority. Now, if you get your belief system right, you can call death when you are ready. I'm announcing it. You will not die before your time. But do you believe what I say to you? It's the same reason why people aren't praying. It's because the Bible says when you pray, believe that you receive it. It's done. It's not done when you get the car when you get the financial breakthrough it's done in this meeting because when we believe right here then tomorrow we're walking in what we believe please shout amen there's favor everywhere in this place man the favor in the hand of God is in this place someone's gonna be blessed with holidays and stuff you're not gonna pay for because you know all things are possible to who to a believer man you fix your belief system you fix your whole life you fix your children because your belief system now has got to fix your words you're not allowed to speak another perverse word are oh, we never going to make it God said okay takes him into the promised land they come back and says you know what I see the, all the pomegranates I see the big he says but there are giants in there Caleb said you better shut up because God is good and we're going in. So God says, okay, you don't want to go? He says, for your perverseness and your words, how about for the 40 days I sent you in and that you came back with perverse words, how about I give you 40 years in the wilderness because of your words? By your words, you'll be justified. By their words, you'll be condemned. Your mouth is getting into trouble. You cannot speak that over your children. You can't speak it over your body. James chapter 3, please. James chapter 3. A son of God would never speak a perverse word. And if you've spoken a perverse word, you shut up. You, you make it right. You can't even leave it. So the Lord spoke to me, right? So this bell spoils, it comes and I'm like, okay, God, what's going on? And I, I want to bind the devil. 
You can't even put two, your lips together, but you want to bind the devil. The Lord said to me, sit down. Didn't I tell you that you're not supposed to speak those words? You opened up the door. Now I'm telling you now, I've got the authority, I've got the power. But if you fix your words, we can change this. And if you want to come back to be with me, I'll accept you. You come home. It's not your time, but you can go. Because you're, I didn't bring you here. Your, wor- your words brought you. Huh? I had to first of all repent of the words. Then I had to start speaking a different word. Because the wickedness of the system. You're trapped in a world world. You don't have a choice. Even though you ch- see your children acting crazy. Or you see that your, 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 your husband's acting crazy. You better speak a different word. You better bring different. You better take the word of God and bring it to that situation so God can work. If you don't do that, you'll, get, you'll stay in that crazy. Or you'll stay sick. And for the, for the many times I tell people, please don't say that. Someone asked me, so, so if I'm sick in my body or I feel pain, can't I say, can't I talk? I said, no, that's ridiculous. The reason why we speak the word of God is because we have a pain in our body. So there's a difference between facts and truth. The Bible lets you know what is true. So when I feel anything in my body, here's the deal. I let my wife know, I said, this thing is really paining. But by his stripes I'm healed. You don't keep repeating the thing in your body. You don't keep repeating the problem on your bank account. You don't keep telling the children you're never going to make it. I mean, what are you doing? Your children are living under curse because of the words you've spoken. How did you get saved? We'll come back to James chapter 1. Give me Romans chapter 10, please. How did you get saved? Romans chapter 10, I gave you a scripture this morning. If you can help me, we really, we really appreciate it. Um, that's not the scripture. I will help you. Romans chapter 10, verse 8. But what does it say? The word is near you. In your mouth, your word, the word must be in two places. One is in your heart, so you can believe, right? Faith always, always in two places. It must be in your heart, and then it must be in your mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach. Verse 9. That if you, that's how you got saved, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart. You said it out of your mouth. You believed in your heart. That God is raised from the dead. What happened to you? You saved. That's how you got saved. Verse 10. For, the, for, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So a son of God has got faith in two places. One, it's in my heart. But two, I'm always speaking about it. I speak about my children. The children are away when I'm speaking. Great to the peace of my children. They've been taught by the Lord. In righteousness they establish. They're far from oppression. No, no, the, the company is closing now. No, no, I got favor. And if this company closes down, there's another door that God's got for me. I'm moving into a different place. Well, if this company is shutting down, I'm starting my own company and I will employ you when when I'm done. Come on, it's the words that you speak. It's the words that you speak. Glory be to Jesus. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13. Come on somebody, your mouth got you into trouble. My mouth got me out of trouble. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. Come on, we are believers. Read with me. We also believe, and therefore we must speak. We agree with God's word. We come to the rock, and we agree with what the rock has written about us. Jesus had to quote the word. The sword of the Spirit is how you deal with the enemy. It is written. 
You must have word on the inside of you to deal with this devil. He's not intimidated by your size. He doesn't, he's not intimidated by my voice, how loud I am. He's not, he wants to know, do you have word? He will leave you when you've got word coming from your lips. That's a son of God. Because the whole earth is waiting. The storm will stop. The money will come. The healing will come to your body. All because of the words that you speak. James chapter 3, please. My brethren and my sisteren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. You see, for me as a teacher, I'm teaching you. And I then speak a perverse word. I come under stricter judgment. Because I'm a teacher. And the more God moves you up as a son of God, I'm not talking just for teachers, I'm talking about all the sons, wherever you go for your family, you better speak right. But it becomes even more tighter when you come up here because the people are listening. You understand that it was the 10 leaders that came back with a bad report that kept 2 million people out. They never fought one giant. They just heard words and their lives were cancelled. You come up here as a leader. I just on the mic. Until the lightning hits. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, if anyone does not stumble in word, if anybody does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Oh my God. Watch. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us. A bit in the horse's mouth is for what? To put pressure on the horse's tongue. You can guide that big horse. It's the pressure. And we turn their whole body. You can turn your whole life around by the words that you speak. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. I'm telling you the favor of the Lord's upon my life. I now heard the word, no, you know, my whole life, no, this family's cursed. You know, there were some gomas here and, and, and somebody threw bones and, 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 and so I'm hearing all this stuff. So I come to a church like this and I begin to hear them saying that, you know, actually, uh, when you come to Christ, you are Abraham's seed and you're blessed with believing Abraham. So that word has been preached. Now I, I see this thing and, and, and oh, I saw my family who, who died and who was sick and, and who never made it and everybody's broken. They divorced and, and, and their lives are in a mess. And this is my life. So I hear a message like this and I begin to say, I'm going to turn my life around. I, I'm blessed. They said, what? Um, I'm blessed. I, I'm blessed with believing Abraham. Watch now. Your ship was going the direction of the curse. You're now speaking a different word because here's the rudder. You now begin to turn the ship. You begin to speak a different word. I'm blessed. I'm highly favored. The hand of God. No, no, no. You, you just, you, you are uh, 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 whatever your surname is. And, and we are all in this boat together. I'm not in your boat anymore. I've gotten out and I'm shifting gaze. I'm going in a different direction. No, no. Who do you think you are? No, no. I'm favored of the Lord. No, no. Who do you think you are? No, no. I'm going to go in God's direction. No, 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 hold on. We're going to go and fetch all the Sangomas and your auntie and your uncle and they need to speak to you. Okay, so what are you saying? Now remember, son, in this house, we all belong to this family and we, we are Sangomas. We, we, the, the curse is here. We're never going to make it. And, and you understand that? So say it. No, we're never going to make it. We are, the, the, this is our family. Yeah, yeah, we are. What did you just do? You turned the ship again because of your tongue. If you can just stay speaking life, and you say, no, 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 I know where we come from. But let me tell you where I'm going to. I am anointed. Uh, I am highly favored. Uh, the hand of God is upon my life. Uh, I'm going in a different direction. I'm taking my children with me. I know we made mistakes. Uh, I know that it looks like that in the past. Uh, but I've got a rudder on my ship. And I can direct my life. Uh, because I am a son of God. Please shout amen in this church. They are turned away by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires are going to end. Even so, even so, even so, the tongue is a little member. I tell you the trouble you're in. It's that little red devil behind those pearly gates that's getting you into trouble. 
You're looking for a breakthrough? It's right under your nose, man. It's right under your nose. Some of you don't realize that if you do a deeper study around the tongue, you'll discover that your tongue actually refreshes. A wholesome tongue becomes healthy for your body. It'll speak to your lungs. Your lungs are waiting for you to speak life. You're not even speaking life out there. You're speaking life to your life where you begin to speak the word of God and say, no, lungs, I speak to you this morning that you will function in the perfection to which God created you to function. I speak to my heart in the morning when I get into the pool and I'm swimming and I say, heart, you will pump strong in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak to my brain in the morning. I command my brain to function the way God intended it to function. I speak to my nervous system and I command every nerve to function in the perfection to which God created it to function. I speak to my feet wherever I go because you see we are trapped in a word world and if you don't get your words right your word will your life will never come right but I'm believing that there are believers in this place that can speak that by tomorrow this time there's a breakthrough for you look at your neighbor say I'm ah, there's a breakthrough for you there's a breakthrough for me come on can you speak some words of life over your neighbor I know they don't want to speak but you need to speak to them find somebody behind you find somebody in front of you and just touch and agree and say I want to bless you today and tell you that your breakthrough is imminent let them know in 24 hours we will experience the blessing of the Lord you and your house your children your husband will be saved your children will walk in victory I'm speaking into your 2023 already I've come to let you know that 2023 is the year of acceleration 2023 God's gonna quicken everything God's about to do a new thing in this church, over my family, over my life, over my money, over my children, my marriage. God's going to make up for lost time. You're trapped in a word world. You are trapped in a word world. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great the forest a little fire kindles. You keep thinking you can speak any kind of words. And yet you got a prophetic call upon your life. God will shut down that prophetic gift until you fix your words. Because you can't, God's not a gossiper. Many people are canceling their destinies. God can't use them because they refuse to fix their words. Great preachers can't go anywhere. You don't fix your words. Can't go anywhere. You must get the message right and you speak when I tell you to speak. That's it. And the tongue is a fire. A world of iniquity, the tongue is so set among the members that it defiles your, your some people, your, 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 your bones and you speak about arthritis and you speak about it's not going to work and, and, and you're speaking yourself to death. Do you hear you? You can speak life to your bones. I mean, even the new age people tell you can speak to a plant. You're so beautiful. You can grow. I just say, it's working. It's true. Keep speaking, ma. It's the right thing to do. And just look at your neighbor and say, I'll, I'll speak life over you too. Amen. Sets the whole course of nature. It's set on fire by hell. Let's, I need to move. Um, let's, let's jump past this because oh, my time's gone. Uh, Jesus. Job gets himself into trouble. You know how the thing happened with Job? People say, ah, oh, you know, the test of Job. It was Job's mouth. Job is going with a sacrifice before the Lord every day. He says, Lord, receive the sacrifice because he's so rich. And the children are partying every night. So he goes before the Lord for every, fam for every one of the children. He's making sacrifices. And here's his words. Just in case they've sinned. He's not in faith. He's in unbelief. And he created a hedge. The hedge that was there, he created a, a gap in the hedge. And so Satan found a gap. And so he comes in and his life gets into turmoil because of what Job spoken. Listen to this in Job 40 verse 1 to 4. When Job comes to his senses, moreover the word of the Lord answered Job and said, 
So Job's asking God, why all the trouble? What am I way going through all this trouble? So the Lord says, shall the one who contends with the Almighty correct him? He who rebukes God, let him answer it. Then Job answered the Lord and said, behold, I am vile. He says, I made a mistake. What shall I answer you? I lay my hand over my mouth. Job admitted his mouth got him into trouble. And if you look at any trouble you're in right now, it's because of your mouth. You spoke it. You spoke it. How did you get born again? Through words. This girl's having sex with her boyfriend. She feels so guilty. She feels so bad. And every time she comes to church, she's repenting, having communion. God, help me, help me, help me. She's so full of guilt. And then one day, she goes and she has sex on the Saturday night. And there's no guilt. And she's, is it possible to have sex until your eyes pop up? She did it. Are we in church? Okay, sorry. What was the difference between the Friday sex and the Saturday sex? Words. She got married. She said, I do. And her whole world changed because of words. Same sex, same partner, different feeling. All because of words. Oh, I need to end. I need to end the part. <laughs> Acts chapter 2 verse 1. I, I need to end. We are, we are out of time. I'm not out of message. I'm out of time. When the day of Pentecost had fully come. Why? You get into the water. The next step is in the spirit. We will deal with this next weekend. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak and changed their world with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Because no man can tame the tongue. You need the Holy Spirit. The first thing about your salvation and being why you need to pray in tongues is because the Holy Spirit gets to grab you by the tongue. Why would the devil say to you that praying in tongues is from the devil? I've heard that one. He doesn't want your tongue to come under the control of the Holy Spirit. So he can keep your world in chaos. So he can mess with your destiny. Praying in tongues is the most, the most refreshing and the most empowering thing you can ever do. The Bible says that you, you don't even, your mind doesn't even know what you're praying. But as you're praying in the Holy Ghost, uh, it's a direct line. Come on, somebody. Because God now grabs a hold of my tongue and I'm praying now the mysteries uh, of the kingdom of God. Don't you, the devil, ever lie to you and tell you that tongues is from the devil. Only he'll tell you that. He wants your tongue and God also wants your tongue. Come on, somebody. Rebo Shakandaraba. Give me the worship team on there. If you can pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, just pray a little bit and begin to stir your faith this morning and begin to believe that when you pray, something shall Come on, you need to get you need to get back into the spirit. You need to get back praying in the Holy Ghost. You need to allow the Holy Ghost to grab a hold of your tongue and so that God can pray through you, that God can grab a hold of your life and grab a hold of your children. Sometimes you just pray, you don't even know what you're praying for. But the Bible says the Spirit knows uh, the things of the Spirit. And when you learn how to pray in the Holy Ghost uh, and receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, uh, He grabs a hold of your tongue so He can grab a hold of your future. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost this morning a little bit. Pray. Everybody online, you pray in the Holy Ghost. Uh, and don't you reject God in the season. Don't you reject the Holy Spirit in the season. Shahaha. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. 
Come on, I want to hear you pray. Stand to your feet and pray a little bit in the Holy Ghost, man. Pray a little bit this morning. Pray. Pray. You're a believer. You're a believer. Tongues, tongues, pray in tongues. Tell the Lord to fill you right now. Baptize me. Baptize me in the Holy Ghost. Grab a hold of my tongue. I will not curse anybody out anymore. I will not speak a perverse word anymore. I'm just going to pray. And I'm asking you, my God, to fill me. I'm asking you, God, to fill me in the name of Jesus. No, you don't have to wait until Friday and Saturday. If you want to pray in the Holy Ghost uh, and you need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost, just come. If those that want to, just come. Let's just do it. Let's Let's just pray for you in the name of Jesus for those that need you. Raga tandalabo sandalabomundo rekese kendelebo shahahaha. You born again? You baptized in water? Now be baptized in the Holy Ghost, man. Baptized in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. I'm just letting you know we're gonna do it next weekend, but you don't have to wait until next week. The number one thing about a son of God, his tongue is under control. A daughter of the Most High God refuses to speak anything. That's not the word. That's a matured believer. And the whole earth is waiting for you. Every head bowed and eye closed, please. If you've never confessed Jesus as Lord and Savior, you cannot claim being saved I thought about it no you need to speak it out of your mouth when did you get born again when did you believe do not let the enemy deceive you this whole world is controlled by words if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus you shall be saved if that's you this morning you need to get saved and you make a confession before the Lord lift up your hands I'll pray for you say pastor make it I want to pray with you Pray for me this morning. Pray for me. You must be born again. You must be born again. Thank you, son. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. I know they're praying for you right there. Pastor Brian, I want you to just even to pray for that. Let them get baptized in the Holy Ghost right there. I know they got saved last week. Right there. Just lay hands on there right now, right now, right now. Right now. Pray, 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 pray. I'm teaching all believers to pray. You'll be able to can pray, lay hands on the sick. You'll be able to move with the Spirit of God. You should be. You should be. You should be. You should be able to can pray for somebody. We, we belong to a country, man, and this country has got a language. It's the language of the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody. You're going to learn how to get results in this place. That if you declare the thing today and you believe it, you will see the healing. You will see your children delivered. You will see answers. You'll find breakthrough. You'll know what to do. You'll know which way to go because you are a believer in this place. Where are all the believers? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God's doing a quick work. How many believe that this morning? Genesis chapter 26, please be seated. Let's receive an offering. The Lord said, I must take time to sow the word of faith concerning your giving. Because you cannot, you cannot have faith for anything you've not heard. So when we speak the word of God, it's so that you can get faith. So that when you act on your faith, your faith works for you and God can move on your behalf. That's the way it works. It's that simple. There was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the last days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech king of, of Gerar. Uh, it's verse 12, guys. Okay, stay with verse 2. Then the Lord appeared to him saying, do not go down to Egypt. Don't, go, even though you're in trouble, don't go and work it in the world system. Live in the land which I shall tell you. Don't take your money, your gift, your resources and try and work a world system. The Lord says, work the kingdom system. It's not like God will not tell you how to invest and how God will not show you which way to go. The, the problem is that if you keep in, in depending upon the world system, the voice of God becomes smaller and smaller. You must depend upon God for your finances,
or direction. He'll tell you where to sow. He'll tell you which stocks to buy. He'll tell you which way to go. He'll tell you which property to buy. The Holy Spirit wants to be your guide because He teaches you to profit. And He'll use the world system. Whatever business, He'll use it. But you cannot depart from God. Stay in the kingdom system for your prosperity. Do not go on to Egypt. He says, dwell in the land. Now pick up verse 12 for me for the sake of time. Then Isaac sowed in that land. Because God told him where to sow. He said, stay in the kingdom soil. Don't go down to a system of bondage to sow your money there. And, and reaped in the same year. God quickened some stuff. A hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. And the man, come on. You read with me. It's, it's, it sounds so good. It, it just, you know, I, when I say to you, read the word of God, I'm trying to help you to speak the word. Are you with me? I'm just asking you to act on your faith. Because if you believe, you speak. We believe, therefore we, we speak. That's why when I ask you to speak, I'm just training your spirit to develop this thing that when you need money by tomorrow and you need to pay your bill or you need to deal with some, there's some sickness in your family and you need an answer. When you, when they call you in to pray, it should be, I laid my hands on the sick and they recovered. Why? Because my spirit has been trained that when I declare a thing, it is established for me and light shines in my path. I will never be broke another day in my life. That is just words that I speak and my spirit, listen, you don't attract what you want. You attract who you are. You will prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers so when your soul is functioning the way God intended you attract business deals and you find health in your body and you walking in victory all the days of your life because you've been taught how to speak to the rock you've been taught how to declare a thing when you walk around your house and your children look like they're wayward you lay hands on the sick and you say no my child you will not live with depression you will not live with fear I pray Break that spirit off from your life and demons must flee. That's why in the book of James it says, Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he must flee. The problem with most people is they're trying to resist the devil, they've never submitted to God and his word. Now read with me. The man, and if you're a woman here this morning, just say, just 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 be bold, say, and the woman. Amen. Say, and the Man began to prosper, come on, say it, and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Come on, just say that again, say it one more time. And the woman began to prosper and continued prospering until she became very, come on, Jade, until she became very prosperous. Come on, look at your neighbor, say very prosperous. Say we ain't stopping until everybody is very prosperous. It's in the word of God, don't fight me. I never wrote the word of God. I'm just aligning myself with what God says. And I believe that everybody in this house should be prospering on every level. I am a believer that in this house there should be nobody broke, nobody sick in this house, nobody fulfilling, everybody fulfilling their days, everybody coming to the end of their days and saying, I did what the Lord told me to do. Bye-bye. See you on the other side. Come on, somebody. Are there believers in this place? Stand to your feet and say it one more time with me. I just love the scripture. I want you to put your family surname in there. And the Holland family. Come on, Aaron, I'm waiting for you. Come on. I, you, you, you're going to shout your family name really, really loud because it's like, make it louder than your neighbors. Just make it louder than your neighbors. Say, no, no, no. I'm dealing with my family. What am I doing? I'm putting my faith to work here. I'm putting my faith to work. I am putting my faith. And the Holland family began to prosper and continued prospering until they became very prosperous. No, no, no. Don't fight me. It's God's word. I'm aligning with the word of God. I didn't write the Bible. I'm just saying yes to God for my healing, for my prosperity, for my destiny, for my children. We're going to walk in victory all the days of our lives. Come on. This house is filled with faith.
How many believe that God's doing a quick work? It says in the same year he began, God showed him. He reaped a harvest of a hundredfold in the same year. In my spirit, there's been this nine-month thing every time I do something. God says, expect results in nine months. I'm talking about big projects. But you know that you can sow your seed this morning and reap a harvest by tonight? Dr. Winston's got to believe. Every time I sow, in 24 hours is a return. You, 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 you can say, what, what does he think he is? No, that's his belief. <laughs> Don't get mad at people's belief. Because you can believe whatever you want. I believe that it's time for us to go and have debt-free holidays. All things are possible to who? Those, are you a believer? It's not the color of your skin. It's not your gender. It's got nothing to do with it. It's got to do with your belief. And God moves on your belief. That aligns with the word of God. Angels move based upon what you believe. Please be seated. Let's receive an offering. Father, bless your people in their giving. In Jesus' name.